0: Okay. Can you say a few words? Hi.
1: a few words. <laughs> I'm gonna start it though, like...
2: Don't edit it out, keep all the bad bits. I love that we do that.
0: <laughs> Might turn that game down just a little
1: I'm the guy that always smiles every now and then. I frown, but recently something in
2: my oh, head. What are we talking crazy. about? What's going on? Did, did I know about this it? already?
1: You did. It would come out of when you posted about the Egyptian mummies getting taken up.
2: Can you so, believe it? Yeah.
1: And obviously it ties in quite. Are you recording already? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: keep this. I thought cool. it would
1: tie in quite well because the exhibition that I've got on is all about like reconnecting with African spirituality and spiritual practices. Because we've had talks around stuff like that anyway. Yeah, yeah. And then we were just speaking about how, um, like being a witch is like this new. Um, what's
0: There's it? been like a, a resurgence trend. of interest in like spirituality and like and
1: like, wickers, like wicker and stuff is, like that. Is so. in so many books and
0: whatever. Yeah. And how that basically is
1: like that spiritual element is like the feminine energy, and mm. these structures and institutions are like the masculine energy. And it's finding the balance between the two. And at the moment it's a site like we've gone so far towards the masculine structure and you can see it crumbling and you see see this resurgence of the feminine energy start to like trickle through things. So yeah, to... do, do you it, wanna do start? you
0: wanna do you wanna start by saying a little bit about your exhibition then? What kind of prompted that trip with your mum?
1: Okay. So since I was like a child, my mum's always been into like learning about black history she studied with um what's his name? name now but there's like this well-known black studies teacher who she studied under and then she set up a charity working with black families and so like she's always been on this journey to understand her own roots and her, her own heritage and then we kind of got to the point where we were looking to spirituality and the spiritual side of black history and black culture and then my mom saw that there was this group that were meeting to um, kind of facilitate the diaspora's reconnection with, with African culture and African spirituality. So we got involved with that and learned a lot through them. And then there was opportunities to go back to the villages that their family, like the, the teachers in this school, the, the village that their family has come from. And so we spent time kind of visiting those places. And I was just taking photos along the way. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to take photos to be part of an exhibition. Because at that point, because of the stuff we were learning, I was kind of distancing myself from the arts. I was like, I just want to be all about the spirituality. And I I was like, I'm not really going to be this artist anymore. So it was more like documenting the process. But now things have changed. And it's like I've reconnected with my artistic side again. And this is like me putting that out now.
0: So why why is it important then to revisit the past and your roots in that way thinking about the context of black futures that we're approaching this from what does that mean to you how does that kind of inform where you are in the present i suppose
1: I think like a lot of black people that are born in the west that like you go on this you're forced to go on this journey where like as a child, you realise that slavery happened and all of a sudden there's this anger like, and wanting to know why this happened and how this happened and, like, having to look back at that time and know that your family or your heritage has gone through that. And you can get stuck at that point. Like, if you're not given the information, if you're, if you're not in the right circles, you're we talking about history pre-slavery, that's the point you're stuck at and that you internalise that. That must be where I've come from, my family's that's the marker of our history but once you're educated or if you luckily I had a mother who was interested in this stuff so she kind of um told me about all the stuff pre-slavery and the amazing civilizations that were in Africa and all around the world before that point and so there's like now a drive to understand that world and understand where we have originally come from and what got us to that point like why did we let not let that happen but why did did in history that happen and how can we prevent that happening again or how can we now use our history to lead the future and to direct our our own children like we now need to have like a vision for what we want to see our where we want to see our community where we want to see our own family so that we can start doing that work and we can start educating our children so that they have an understanding of where they're going and knowing really where they've come from
0: is it also about kind of? erasure of useful knowledge as well because talking about that kind of spirituality that you mentioned earlier i guess what gets lost and there's an element of kind of trying to rediscover what might be useful to us now that people have just kind of forgotten about or a dominant culture has erased would that be fair
1: i think so but what i noticed when i was in africa is that a lot of these things aren't even lost, they're just hidden or kept out of sight. And some of the conversations I had out there was like, we've seen what the West does when we've given them information, when we've given them knowledge, and so we don't want that to happen again. So there's a lot of information, and knowledge which is kept in the bush, as they say, they're kept secret. And it's only like if you're in those circles that they'll tell you things or expose their culture. Like on the surface, it can look one way, but as soon as you get underneath it, it's a completely different thing. And, you know, over time there have been people who have accessed that information and then they've been able to write books or, you know, bring that information back out to the West. And I think now because we've gone so far to that masculine energy of structures and institutions and a certain way of working and thinking, there's like a need for that reconnection again. And so all that work that was done years ago, people are starting to find and bring out and now with social media, you know, and it's quite nice to see like yes finally you know i'm not the only weirdo in the room
0: there was a really nice phrase that you picked out you said when you first arrived there people talked about people like you from the west as you know, the people with eyes who can't see was that right yeah and you said you didn't understand it at the start but after you had been there a while you did so what does that mean to you now <laughs>
1: Um, so even now in this interview, there's certain things which I don't even know if I should talk about or should say. Um, it's like levels of perception like there's the physical world and the spiritual world, and it's like the physical world is just the manifestation of spirit. And so, in the African tradition and cultures, they work a lot with the spiritual aspect of things, and then that work that they do then manifests in the physical. Basically, I experienced spiritual work being done onto me, which manifested in my physical body, which manifested in my physical reality. And if I hadn't been exposed to that culture, I would just think these things are just happening randomly. Like, there's no connection between these things happening and what that person's doing over there. But um, you start to see that there's... Like in every civilization, every culture, there's people who don't have people's best interests at heart and so they'll use whatever tools they have at their disposal to do bad things or good things. And so, like, there's certain people in the traditions who will use the spiritual aspect of things to hurt other people. And, like, when you're coming back to the West and you start to say, like, these people did juju on me, they did spells and they trapped my spirit. And then, like, people just look at you like, this guy's crazy like imagine going to cbt therapy to try and talk about that um but then i noticed when i spoke to people from black heritage or asian heritage um they knew what i was talking about they had a reference point they had family who knew about that or did that or experienced that so like again even in the west there's certain things which are on the surface but when you go underneath there's another narrative
0: so i'll I'll throw this out to both of you then you saw this news story about this Egyptian mummy being kind of dug up and this tomb being raided, I suppose, would that be the right word? Um, what? How did that make you feel, I guess? Why was it important to both of you to talk about that?
1: Well, for me, it was like, are they seriously still doing this stuff again? Like, have we not learned? It's the disrespect, it just felt disrespectful. Like, it's an actual human being, it's an actual spirit. A person who has prepared for their burial in those times, like people lived their lives for death, they lived their lives for the underworld. You know, they had certain morals and certain ways of living their life because they knew, or their belief system was like, this is what happens when we die, so we need to spend our lives preparing for that. And so, imagine you spend all that time, or your whole life preparing for your death, and you've got these priests around you preparing your body, doing the ablutions, cleansing mummifying taking your brain out all the things that they do and then you have a bunch of men in masks like digging your body up taking photos to put on the sun newspaper it's it's so disrespectful like it's like this is just a body this is just a thing
2: i looked at that in a very western sense i think you have not just the experience on me but you have a, an understanding that i don't have so, I didn't even look at it from a perspective of being back home because all i don't I just don't have the experiences you have, which I think is amazing that you have those. I am British, I've never been back home to the motherland. What I do know is you never disturb the dead. My grandma used to teach me that all the time i mean i've I've took fast on occasion and disturbed the dead, and it it don't go well. Would I with the uh, colonized culture that I have i've I suppose, apostolic Christianity. Would I want somebody to disturb my, my eternal slumber, even if it is in the physical? No. No, I would not. I think it's just important for people to understand that culturally, there's a spirit that you're disturbing. So it's not just this 2,500-year-old bones Like uh, Aisha was just expressing, there is a whole ritual, a very important spiritual preparation that happens for somebody to cross over. And 2020 has been bad enough, as I said on my Instagram. (laughs) And I do not understand what is wrong with the human world, why they would just so happily on culture.
0: My question would be, is there a better way of unearthing knowledge without doing that kind of damage because we have talked about you know it's important to be able to find out about this stuff right that there were these civilizations and you know to get an understanding of that so we've got those positive stories as well as the negative ones that everyone's more familiar with so yeah is there a is there a better way of going about they shouldn't have. That.
1: They shouldn't have brought them down in the first place. Like if they didn't go in and um, uh, destroy all these civilizations, we'd probably a whole lot more about life and about the world. And now we're having to backtrack. Like let's let's. Oh yeah, that was actually a really good civilization. Let's go dig up their bodies and find out what they knew.
2: If I answer it as raw as possible. For a start, just mind your business. There's there's a potential that there are communities that do not want you to know, do not want us. You know, I'd live here too. There are people that live elsewhere, and their ways are their ways, or were their ways, and that's for them and theirs. I mean, what what are we got, what are we trying to learn from the mummies? Are we trying to bury ourselves in similar ways? You know, are those guys looking at that with such Rigorous respect that they're saying, actually, we need to learn this because we want to go back to this understanding of how to do this. No, it's the same old, same old. It's to be the one that discovered it, it's to be Christopher Columbus, it's to stand on land that is already owned and put the pitchfork and the flag in there and say, Yeah, we did this. Well, all you did was disrespect and, and mash up hundreds and thousands of years of history and culture and spirituality I think it's important to learn about these things as and when those communities wish for you to and only then
1: yeah because if you were doing it with an honest heart and an honest mind you would be going back to uh, the motherland and having honest conversations and tapping into their knowledge base that's already
0: there so going forward then you know we've talked a little bit about this resurgence of interest in spirituality do you think that's something that's going to bring about a cultural shift maybe um or hope (laughs) rather than think maybe is a better word i think
1: inevitably it will change it like Culture is changing all the time and you, you see these waves starting to appear. And so with all this stuff coming up, it's inevitably going to get bigger and there's going to be more and more people getting interested in spirituality. And with more and more people getting interested in spirituality or questioning spirituality, even just looking into it for themselves and finding their own path, that's inevitably going to change you as a person. Like spirituality and getting into spirituality has changed me as a person. So it's only a matter of time before those internal changes and personal changes then start to have an effect and an impact on the wider society, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. Um, I wanna actually I wanna talk a little bit about how that has positively impacted you because actually, you know, earlier on we were talking about the bad stuff that people did to you. So, how was that experience? Mm been good for you
1: i'm actually really glad you asked that question <laughs> because i really i've got to a point where i see challenges and bad things as such a necessary part of my life <laughs> like if i'm not going through a challenge if i'm not having bad things <laughs> coming my way like i'm not growing and i know that there's something i'm not looking at because those things are needed for your soul or your spirit to evolve or for you to become better as a person which is why I'm grateful for spirituality because it's given me that perspective on my reality so these things happen and instead of I mean I'm human I still get lost in it all but I'm able to kind of pull myself out of bad places a bit quicker because I'm perceiving them in a different way to what I used to perceive them as so instead of these things happening and these bad things happening, it's like why is it happening what do I need to learn what qualities do I need to work on in myself to kind of get through this and I suppose I've become a lot more analytical about life I still get caught up in the emotions of it but I'm just grateful that I kind of have a bit more of a direction and like something to kind of work on through it so even with the bad stuff that happened even the the bad stuff in terms of what they did to me spiritually I see that as like my initiation because I was into spirituality before that It was mainly like a Western version of spirituality. And then I was getting into the African side of spirituality. And then it's like, right, now you're going to have to put these lessons to the test. We've told you about um, finding harmony in your life. And there were so many concepts I was learning about. And then through the stuff that they did to me, I then had to protect myself spiritually. So spirituality kind of became a a necessary tool in my life to protect me from spiritual attacks. Even now, like, I've constantly got, like, an eye over my shoulder, like, are they going to try something? Are they going to try something? So, like, when I'm doing these spiritual things, it's not just because it makes me feel good and it makes me feel grounded. It's, like, for me, it's, like, a necessity. Um,
0: Does it make you feel good and grounded as well?
1: Yeah, side effects. (laughs) Positive (laughs) bonuses. It does, actually, yeah. Um, Because, like, you can get so caught up in, like, your daily routine and your work and what you've got to get done. And so there are a lot of times and some weeks where I've not done anything for my spiritual side and I do feel it. And then as soon as I've, you know, done some meditation or cleansing rituals or whatever I'm doing, I'm like, okay, I feel so much clearer. I feel so much more myself. It's like it helps me get back to myself and my original identity, whereas the physical world can kind of distract you and take you away from your true essence
0: so we talked a lot about what you got out of this experience um obviously this is a journey you went on with your mom and it was her that kind of inspired you I suppose initially to want to reconnect with this stuff so um what do you feel like she discovered through this experience and do you think that she found what she was looking for
1: So yeah, one of the things which you found really useful going through this journey was the family structure in Africa is very different to the family structure in the West. There's things called the bloodline and the destiny line. So your bloodline is coming from your father's side and your destiny line is coming from your mother's line. Your father's side, that's your blood, that's your lineage and then the mother guides that bloodline and guides the destiny of that child and we found that useful just because when we were out in Africa we realized that this also was a place that saw us as foreigners you know we get in the west we get told to go back to where we come from and um, experience racism in the Caribbean we're called English women foreigners and in Africa we were called Anasara or white woman and so this search to find somewhere that she felt she belonged. It was another place that she she didn't experience that, but what she did find was that she has her own unique family history and her own unique um yeah her own unique lineage that she has a connection to, so no matter where she goes in the world um she knows she has a connection to her own family structure, her own family tree, and that kind of that's her connection to home. It's not like a a physical location she needs to find. And so part of African culture is honouring your ancestors. So we pray to, you know, Grandpa Charles or um, Grand Mary. And we have like a spiritual connection to our ancestors. So I think she found a sense of belonging through that and through those practices. So that no, no matter where she goes, she has a connection to her own ancestors.
0: I just, that's tr- that sparked in me, like, coming at it from, obviously, a, a Western point of view. There's so much interest as well at the moment in kind of tracing family histories and all these programmes like the Who Do You Think You Are and that kind of stuff. And I wonder if it's like, actually, we're all driving at something similar. And in a way, it's kind of symptomatic of, you described it as masculine energy, but also, like, living in a very secular society where everything is about you know work and what you do is who you are and um that that kind of thing we're striving for some kind of connection with something that's outside of that whether it's spirituality whether it's family history or something else it it's that that i think everybody is looking for at the moment
1: yeah you start to see it more and more now don't you you can see we're getting so far in in this cycle there's, like we can't go any more towards where we're going there needs to be some balance and harmony brought back and that this is the thing that's going to connect us all once we start realizing or digging into our own family history or family tree and start to uncover those stories and we had an ancestor that came from there or there's like we're all connected we all at some point we're all going to come back to a similar point um and so that could probably be the thing that kind of heals us all let's all just do our family tree and our family history and then we'll stop racism <laughs> we'll stop like all this rubbish do you
0: know I I read this oh, have a look because I, I shared this tweet earlier it was a brilliant thread um by this kind of activist academic who's uh starting this thing about kind of combating racism through love but she was talking about how like actually it sounds really weird but like the anti racist movements that we're seeing rising up at the moment are actually coming out of the same thing as like the um the far right resurgence because it's all about people feeling alienated and trying to find something that helps them get away from that and if we can see that we're looking for the same thing that's how we Solve this problem
1: That's it and we need to stop looking to the government And policies to, to solve these things Because it's always going to be Divide and conquer like, As soon as we come together And we see the connectivity between all of us as human beings It's going to be a lot harder For people in government who have a bad intention To like manipulate and control It starts with us It starts with the people and reconnecting
0: I, I wanted to Also just finish off Coming back to the future stuff You've got a child now, and he's been <laughs> kind of running around and having pictures with your exhibition and stuff. Um, you know, this was a journey that you went on with your mum before he was born. So what is all this going to mean for him? Do you, do you think that you'll take him back there? Do you think what you've learned is going to be important mm-hmm. to his future? I guess, what do you want the future to look like for him?
1: That it because I was quite torn when I was leaving Africa, because I had my son, whether it was I had made the right decision, because ultimately I went out there to reconnect with my ancestral roots, and now I'm having a child, and I'm bringing him back to the West, and I didn't want that connection to be lost for him, but just because of the situation I was in, I was forced to make that decision, like I had to leave, there was no other option for me, so it's kind of made me a bit more kind of like I'm going with the flow a bit more in terms of what I want for him because there's always a bigger picture like yes I wanted to have a child out in Africa and stay out there and raise the child out in Africa but this is the situation that's happened and so I'm kind of I'm guided by him and like the the things that he was born with whether it's the skills or the interests that that I started to see developing in him and guiding that for his own journey I always want to keep him connected to his ancestral roots and I hope there will be a time where I can go back there with him but he has a very unique journey and there's something he's on this earth to achieve and being in Coventry, being here at this time is part of that journey for whatever reason I don't want to step in and be like you need to be in Africa because this is the way we do it and this is us connecting to our roots this is how it has happened Maybe he has to be in the UK because in 20 years time he might need to be leading workshops or writing a book or doing something over here in the West to help other people connect to their ancestral roots. I don't know how that's going to unfold yet but I don't want to be too rigid in my thinking of what I need for him because he has his own identity and his own mission on this earth and I just want to support whatever that is. So at the moment it means being back in the UK in Coventry working in the Belgrade and having my son with me whilst we put up this exhibition um in five years time that might be look completely different I just want to do whatever's right whatever nature guides me to do and it kind of comes back to that feminine energy of not having a strategic plan and a strategic structure but going with your intuition and your feeling of knowingness like I know that I need to be here at this point in my life Whatever it is, I don't know why, I just know. And then you kind of start to see and fold and you start, oh, OK, that's why I had to be brought back to the UK or that's why this had to happen. So that's the kind of point that I'm at now.
0: <laughs> You've been listening to a Belgrade Theatre podcast with Aisha Jones. Corey Campbell and Heather Kincaid. Aisha's photo exhibition, Motherland, is now available to view online by the Belgrade Theatre website at www.belgrade.co.uk. Music from the track Deep was used with kind permission from Coventry based grime artist Static look out for a video of Static performing the full song at the Belgrade theatre, coming to our website very soon. This podcast, and the exhibition it describes, form part of the Belgrade's Black Futures programme. And speaking of futures, here's a few closing words from Aisha's son. Got them on! And what have you been doing today? I've been playing with my new toys. What, you, what toys have you been playing with? My um, new toys and and cars. Did you go out of the house for a bit as well? Yeah. Yeah, where did you go to? I a good um to the park. To the park. What would you like to tell Mummy? I'd to tell her... I uh, really, really heavy to that. What's your favourite song? Uh, do you know Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star? Yeah. Yeah, Should we sing twinkle, it? Twinkle, twinkle little star How um, I wonder what you are uh, All the world so high Like a diamond in the sky twinkle, twinkle, twinkle little star
2: How I wonder wonder
0: what you. you are. Yay!